Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mac Attack Show. It's your host, Jay Mac, and I am excited and delighted that you're back here with us. And we have a special guest on today. Uh, we're continuing our, our sessions in this season of business, real estate, home ownership, entrepreneurship, financial stewardship, all of that good stuff. But we also are leading up to Mother's Day. So I thought it'd be a great idea to have a, a woman who not only takes care of things in the world as far as business, but also takes care of home. So give it up for our special guest, Mrs. Courtney Curtis. Come on, give it up for Mrs. Courtney Curtis. Yeah, hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, no, thanks for being here, appreciate you. Um, tell us some things about yourself. Tell, tell us what you do. Um, um, let the people get to know who you are. Sure. So I'm a realtor and I also um, am an owner of a mental health agency with my husband. Um, and I'm a full-time mother of three kids. And um, yeah, that's that's probably about it. Amen. Shout out to the moms of multiples. I tell everybody. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't knock anybody that just has just one child, but it's a whole nother game when you have <laughs> I'm telling you <laughs> I'm telling you amen well thank God for what you do and, and showing uh, the world that there are still um, women and mothers and mothers have historically especially in the African American community I would say have been the backbone of the family uh, I'm yeah. not ashamed to say that we um, I believe men have a, a serious role in that. and that's a whole other conversation for being fathers and leaders but I also thank God for all that women do. I think it's a partnership. And so I thank God for the example of you and your husband, my friend and my brother, Kennard. Shout out to Kennard. Uh, yes. All do. Um, and you mentioned you two own uh, a business together. You run a group home. So I want to mm -hmm. get your perspective. And, and, and this is uh, a, a young lady who, who's been doing business for a while, but is not in her 60s or 70s so she also brings some fresh innovative ideas or uh, practices yeah. to the table but i wanted to ask you what are some keys to being a successful business owner in 2021 uh in a pandemic dealing with millennials and generation z and, and whatever mm -hmm. else it entails tell tell us what are some keys uh, that you experienced to being a successful business owner yeah um I think the number one thing that I've learned in the past two years, two to three years, is being okay with change. I've had so many changes, um, just, and this is before COVID, you know, so many changes with um, the family dynamic and taking over a business. And, uh, and, and mind you now, the mental health, I did not go to school for this. <laughs> so um, my mother started this business and um, this was her passion. And um, um, when she passed, away you know I wanted to keep this business alive for her um, and I learned was this was God's plan all along so um, I have my husband and I my husband and I go to school for mental health either um, are in no field um, in um, mental health at all so we are learning a lot we love people so we know that this is where we're supposed to be um, 
God is just kind of like just orchestrating everything. And we're just kind of like following along. We're just being obedient, doing what we have to do to make sure that his will is done. I mean, that's ultimately what it boils down to. So we've had a lot of changes. We've been, some things we failed in and we know that, you know, we've got to fix it so we can do better. Um, some things we've really succeeded in. So like I said, that's, that's the number one thing. And then, you know, we had a little bit of practice of getting used to change when we went into COVID. So COVID was kind of like, okay, this is different. We got to kind of, change things around so that we're doing like telehealth with our clients and making sure they're still getting the services that they need. And um, even with real estate, you know, I had to change things around for my clients, you know, some of them didn't want to go in houses. So now I have to go in houses and make sure I'm careful. But, you know, going into the houses, doing tours with my phone, doing FaceTime tours and making sure I'm doing pretty much everything over the internet through email, so, and I guess that's just part of learning how to be an entrepreneur. You have to always be willing to change different things because you just never know when something will change in your life. And it, most of the time, it is going to be a constant change in your life. Amen. Uh, flexibility, adaptability. It yeah. sounds like those are some keys um, because there are some things in life you just can't predict. Um, you did not predict to be uh, running a mental health facility, uh -uh. Uh, running a group home. Nope. Um, sounds like you didn't pre predict being a realtor. I did um, it. God ordered <laughs> it's crazy. I did it. Right, right. Um, that's why, you know, we can make plans and we can go all mm -hmm. out. And I, I tell people, you know, it's great to have goals and be ambitious, but you have to be sensitive to the spirit. Yeah. And amazingly enough, uh, you can get all the degrees and yep. credentials and something else, but God can order your mm -hmm. steps in another way and you'll have so much more success yep. and more importantly, peace of mind doing what God told you to yeah. do. And, and so thank you for that example of being flexible and making the adjustments or rerouting in life. And it sounds like uh, your family is better for it. Yeah. You get to work together with your husband, which I'm sure is is amazing. Yeah. Some, you know, some people can't be in the same yeah. room, but you two get to work together. And so, right. and so that's awesome. <laughs> so that, that that's, and, and for my young couples that are listening, those are marriage goals. Um, the term help me yeah. doesn't mean one is subservient to the other, but that they can work together and help mm -hmm. one another in whatever God has ordained them to do. And so I, I challenge people when they say, yeah, she's supposed to be my help me. Like, yeah, that means yeah, you, know, you talk to her and she talks exactly. to you. Exactly. <laughs> that goes both ways. So, yeah. It, it's not you getting there and fix me some breakfast. Right. That's not that's, that's not what helped me. Exactly. Means. So that that's a whole nother podcast that we we can in matter of fact, I'll have you and Kanar come is. back. To I was we'll about to say, please have us back for that. We would love to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Cool, cool. So you mentioned your mom, amazing woman. Yes. Um, and, and she she left a legacy for you to follow, mm -hmm. and you're doing the same for your daughters and son. Um, who in addition to your mom, and you can even talk about her, who have been some of your influences when it mm -hmm. comes to uh, business and, and other things? Her, my mother and my grandmother. So um they have both both passed away, but 
my grandmother, she was the original, the OG, <laughs> I would say. I mean, she is the, the one that my whole family learned from. She started her business 40, 50 years ago. Um, she started a beauty salon and we all pretty much grew up in the beauty salon. So even my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, we all grew up shampooing heads and, you know, learning how to roll people's head and you take rollers down. And, you know, so that's how we learned how to be entrepreneurs. We, um, those, that was like our first job for pretty much everybody, even my uncle, you know, he started in the shop, working in the shop. So, um, so we learned from my grandmother. She is just a huge, huge inspiration to me. And, um, even to the day she passed away, she was still busy in the shop, still, you know, she was supposed to be, you know, quote unquote retired, but, you know, she was still being in the shop and greeting people and, you know, just having conversations, making people feel comfortable. So she just never, she just never stopped. Um, and my mother, same way, you know, she started her business and, you know, even before she started her business, she was, you know, always like an executive director or, you know, a supervisor or something like that. That's all I've ever seen of her, you know, so she has been a great inspiration. I, I mean, I grew up with just hardworking women, you know, um, so, um, so yeah, so I think that, you know, those two are my inspirations um, that I just look at constantly, you know, whenever I'm down, I'm like, I can do this. Like <laughs> my grandmother did it. My mother did it. You know, I can, I can get through this. So. Amen. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think it's an amazing gift to have familial influences, like people mm -hmm. in your bloodline that you see, you see the success, but you also see yeah. what goes on behind the scenes. Um, you see how how they navigate at home, yeah. how what they do affects their family. You, you see it all. And, mm -hmm. and so you go in to whatever you're doing, especially if it's the same field uh, with eyes wide open rather than this uh, pie in the sky dream of how easy things are. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, but one of the things I'm also hearing as you talk, you didn't say it, but this is what I was feeling when when we our entrepreneurs or when we're starting a business, it's not just about us, but we're also doing something for the next generation. Our children yeah. and our children's children will see yeah. what we're doing and they will reap the, the fruit of whatever seeds we sow. So if you yeah. pick up great practices and great habits, they'll be blessed. Now on the flip yeah. side, if you pick up horrible habits, yep. um, <laughs> they yeah. will pick it up as well mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so that's awesome that, that's great and it's great to have yeah. some influences and i'm sure you're influencing um um some young people as well as your children as well as others are probably watching so keep up the great work yeah i hope so thank you awesome awesome so let's talk specifically about real estate um mm -hmm. we're in my favorite time. thing to talk about <laughs> awesome awesome um i was actually with a real estate lawyer yesterday and they were they were telling me, listen, whatever you do, and I'm not trying to mess up business. I'm just okay. In a conversation. Okay. They said, whatever you do, uh, if you're looking to buy a home, wait. They said, don't buy a house right now. I was like, mm -hmm. really? 
-hmm. I said, you know, people are jumping on these interest rates, mm -hmm. but um, they say, if you, if you can wait, just keep paying down on your house. It's, it's a great yeah. time to be a seller, but it's not the best time to be, uh, to, to purchase. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, you know, <clears throat> and I said, I know this isn't your field, but what about um, re um, renting or, or flipping? I said, I got quite a few friends that are purchasing multi-unit properties now, uh, which mm -hmm. in, in layman's terms, I guess would be apartments or houses yeah. with multiple units. And which they said, that's a great yeah. field if you can manage it. And, mm -hmm. and I started thinking, this is just like being an entrepreneur because you're the landlord, you got to get yeah. things prepared. You got to still pay the mortgage. You got to take care of the taxes. Uh, and, and so, and I know I just asked you about eight things in one, but yeah. uh, really, if you, whatever comes to mind when people ask you, how's the real estate market? Um, what have been some of your joys as a realtor? Uh, what yeah. are some things that you want the people to know, especially those who are looking to purchase their okay. first home or looking to purchase another home? They're currently yeah. in a house and they're looking to purchase another home. Any, any advice, counsel? Okay. So it's, you know, it's a loaded question right now because, you know, you want to, I, I mean, well, let me start with my passion is helping buyers. I love helping first-time buyers um, to be specific. Um, but right now, you are absolutely right. It is not the best time to purchase right now. It is absolutely a seller's market. Um, buyers right now are just having a hard time, you know, so even, so if you think about the interest rates, okay, great. You're getting a great interest rate, 3%, 2.75%. Yeah. I mean, that's almost no interest that you're paying on your loan. That's great. But you may be going into it, having to go 20 and 30,000 over list price in order to get a home. So that's what's happening right now. It's multiple offer situations on every single home that goes on the market. So it makes it really difficult. Now, if you're able, I wouldn't stop anybody from going in the market right now because, you know, realtors are, I mean, we're just, we're drained, you know, I'm just going to be real. We're drained. But we're going to keep going because this, this is our job, you know. So, you know, if you want to come in the market right now, um, we will definitely help you. If we got to put in 20 offers, then that's what we're going to do. Um, but if you want to wait until the market kind of slows down, that would be my best advice to you. But at the same time, I just can't tell you when that's going to be. I mean, even a, a year from now, it may be worse. I don't know. Um, they're saying that they're forecasting that the interest rates are not going to go back up. They're going to stay exactly where they're, where they are. That means there's going to be even more buyers coming in the market. Um, and with the, um, sellers, you know, we really just need more listings. You know, we need more people selling their homes, but then the other part of that is where are they going to go? Um, so at this time, you know, the people that really, really need to step up to the game are builders. Um, and I understand, you know, builders are having a hard time too with the cost of lumber going up. Yeah, I was going to say contractors are suffering right now. It's, yeah. yeah, it's all around. Like everybody is suffering. So it's like builders, if they can't step up to the game and provide more housing, um, you know, we count on people like what you just said, people who want to buy multi um, multi-housing, um, that's great. 
you know, because we need more of that. Even the rental area is suffering right now. I mean, I've had people contact me and they're like, I, I can't find a rental anywhere. I can't find a rental. I can hardly find an apartment, a townhome to rent. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, the housing market right now is just crazy. So um, I've had the question, do you think it's going to be another recession? No, I don't. I think that, you know, um, the market will probably dip a little bit and then come back up. But I don't think it's going to be like it was in 2008, 2009. It's not going to be like that again. Um, and, and the reason for that is because, you know, the lenders, they are lending the way that they're supposed to now. So they're not giving loans to just any and everybody. So we shouldn't have that issue again. But yes, to answer your question, if you are not, if your skin is not thick enough, if you, you, you know, you, you don't want to keep hearing no after no after no, do not come in this market right now. If you're, if you're in it to win it, you want to, you know, put down that extra 20,000, you're willing to pay your own closing costs, you know, um, you know, you're willing to not ask for a whole bunch of repairs, then absolutely come in the market is, you know, we'll play this game. But it really just depends on, you know, how you feel. So I've had a lot, I've lost a lot of buyers in the past few months because they're just like, Courtney, I just, we just can't do it right now. And I totally understand. I'm like, it's okay. We'll pick back up when the market gets better. Um, thank you for that insight. So I hadn't planned on asking this, but this is making me think of a previous conversation I had with a friend of mine um, about a month ago. Um, he's Greek. And okay. he was telling me that what he and a lot of his friends do um, and family do, especially in times like these where the housing market may not be as pleasant or opportunistic, uh -huh. is they'll get a house and in his particular scenario, he and his wife and kids live on the top floor. His okay. parents, no, his grandparents live on the first floor. And mm -hmm. I think the grandparents live on the first floor so they don't have to go up on, and down steps. And the parents live in the basement. Yeah. They have multiple generations Mm -hmm. in, in one house and that's great and and we all were talking all of us were from different backgrounds and uh my friend who was korean and i and i hope this doesn't come off as racist or prejudice i'm just mm -hmm. telling you what i was told by people from other cultures and they said yeah they do that too and my my friend who who's also african-american he was like Oh, ain't no way. <laughs> he was like, ain't, no yeah. way my mom and my wife are going to be in the same house. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and so I, I I just wanted to ask you, what, what are your thoughts on, I, I guess in some ways, if it's not, if they're not buying a house, that would almost sound like subleasing, but what are some mm -hmm. strategies that people can use like that? to save money because I think it's I think it's a great idea I think the fam I think everybody wins because you're saving Absolutely. money and, yeah and and you know if need be once people if the family gets too big like I think he, he and I were talking about it because his they're about to have another baby so he's like all right we're running out of space um <laughs> so but he was like you know either his folks parents and grandparents can move out or they'll move out 
but everybody mm-hmm. wins because they've been saving so much money. Yeah. Um, and and nobody's credit is getting jacked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody has enough space and everybody respects each other's space where hey, this is this is a good move. I so I guess my question to you is the intergenerational housing piece, which was done in biblical times, so it's not anything new. Uh-huh. Um, do you think that is a great model for first-time home buyers as, as well as young couples um, yes. who, who have family members, parents and grandparents that they uh-huh. can live with, they, they can be amenable to, and, and, and then that can set them up for, for future generations? Absolutely. Look, my husband and I, we, we only had um, our oldest at the time. She was six months. We moved in with my mother. Um, mainly because, you know, my stepdad had passed away. So we, you know, that's why we were kind of moving in. But the other reason was to save money. You know, um, look, you have to be humble, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, I wasn't worried about telling my friends, yeah, we moved back in with my, my my parents, but my mom, you know, I don't care. You know, you got to do what's right for you. So I think that that is a great idea. Um, I wish I had, you know, several family members that I could do that with, you know, that we could all save more money. I think that if you have the ability to do it, absolutely do it, do it because it's, I mean, it's going to pay off in the long run for everybody. So, and I mean, it reminds me of, and, and well, what you were saying, the, um, the culture thing that that has a big part to do with it as well, you know, I I don't know if it's going to be a lot of, um, you know, I don't know. I just don't know if it's going to be a lot of African-Americans that will want to do that. You know, I've, I've never, honestly, I, I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen other cultures do it. Um, and succeed at it. But that's just like the, um, I don't know, I wanna say is, is it Koreans that they actually like put in money, like a, a pot of money each yeah. month, yeah. and then one person gets all of that money, you know, if that's they something They call it that, susu or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess that's where it came from, but you know, I just feel like, you know, you just, everybody has to have the same mindset to do something like that, you yeah. know? And so I think that some people, great idea. yeah, I think for some, like, like you mentioned, humbling yourself, the whole image piece of it. Yeah. I guess on, on the younger generation perspective, they think, oh, people going to think I'm, I'm struggling when mm-hmm. in reality, you're doing well, you're flourishing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, <clears throat> I've seen some situations where both generations are struggling and it just made sense to come together. And they were like, well, no, we'll just find our own place. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. um, I don't know. And social media plays a big part in that too. Because you see 20, 22 year olds with Porsches and (laughs) going to Miami every weekend. Like, that's not real life. Yeah, that's not real life. And then, you know, you got to think about the next move because- something happens and you have nothing to live on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and savings is, I, I really don't even want to preach this sermon. <laughs> savings is so important. And, yeah. and it's, it's something yeah. intentional uh, that a lot of people don't think about. And, and mm-hmm. all of it, a lot of it is just simply a decision. 
Um, yeah. And, and it, one decision will lead to other decisions as far as a lifestyle change. But, yeah. um, but just like, you don't have to get the max house. I, you know, right. I was right. always taught you, you get, you spend 30%. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should be your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I think the car note is like 15 at the most, um, 20 at the most, something like that. But you don't have mm-hmm. to max out, you know, on 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 your house or your apartment, whatever it is. Right. Get something that you can can actually have money to put aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dubois and Mexico and DR, all that stuff will be there. Um, yeah, exactly. Make sure, yeah. make sure you take care of yourself and your family. So, right. So yeah, this, right. this is, <clears throat> yeah, I, like I said, I'm not trying to get on that sermon or that soapbox. <laughs> but, but um, you know, I try to, I, as a realtor, I do try to teach my clients that it's not all about what you want. Um, if you can find a house and you have equity in it, you like go into the house with equity, that is great. You know, I had, um, I hope she's okay with me giving her testimony. I'm not going to give her name, but she bought a house, um, a foreclosure. Um, It was probably three years ago and 2018. Yeah, 2018. And she lived in it one year. Then after that year, she actually rented it out. Um, And then she decided that the market was so good right now, she was going to sell it. Um, so in three years, she ended up gaining about $60,000 in equity. So she sold the house and now she, and she actually wants to be an investor. So she wants to start flipping, but she was able to sell that house. Now she has that, you know, lump sum of cash where she can go and get like a, you know, a 203k loan, a renovation loan or something that will cover the house. And then she can just, you know, fix it up with the cash she got, you know, and double her money. So you know, things like that is like, she, I'm glad she was one of the ones that kind of like listened um, to what I had to say. Cause I feel like a lot of times I'm preaching, but you know, I don't want to do it too much, but people who get it, they get it, you know, um, real estate can be, and that's why I love real estate so much because it really can be a catalyst to, to you just, to you gaining wealth. Um, and that's what I try to preach as much as I can. You know, if, if I could go back to being an 18 year old, I would have, I mean, out of college, I would have, you know, tried to get my credit straight and then go ahead and buy me a rental property. I could have paid down that, (laughs) you know, what I was getting, the extra money I was getting, I could have paid it out to my student loans, you know, and I have a huge debt after college. Like I would have done things a lot differently if I had somebody kind of like, telling me real estate is so important. Like you can build wealth off of real estate. So, but now that I know, I'm just trying to tell other people and I'm happy when people listen and they're like, okay, Courtney, I get that, you know? Amen, amen. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Real estate is a great tool. Now I have been made aware. And that was one of the things I was talking to my real estate lawyer friend about Mm -hmm. is, there are some people trying to put laws in place so that real estate cannot be as much of a catalyst. Um, and, and I don't, I don't understand why. I, I guess they feel like because they know we catching them. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, but there are other other ways to generate wealth, but you definitely yes. want to utilize your house. Mm-hmm as a means of 
creating generational wealth, yes. not just for you, mm-hmm. but also for your kids. And, and but also um, <clears throat> one thing I wanted to touch on uh, was I was always taught uh, the money you make in selling a house is not made at the end, but it's made when you buy. Uh, when yeah. you buy a house with equity already in it, yeah. when you buy a house, whether it's a foreclosure or whatever, that's where the real money is made. Um, mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or buying in a certain locale, knowing that housing values yeah. skyrocket. That's a big one, yeah. So all of that plays a factor. So <laughs> buying a house is a serious deal for my listeners. It's, it's a big deal. It's not... Yes. Don't just get it because it looks nice or the, the lawn is, is mm-hmm. kept well. It's, it's a lot of other things you got to think about. Yes, absolutely. And, and get you a realtor that cares about you. Mm-hmm. Some people are just trying to get a commission, but some yes. like Mrs. <laughs> Curtis, they're, they're trying to help you live. They're trying mm-hmm. to be a blessing to your life. So get somebody that cares about you as well. Yeah, thank you. No problem. All right, speaking of care, I want to switch over to the other business we talked about that's the mental health facility um mm-hmm. tell us about that and and what what are some things going on i know trauma is a big deal right now trauma informed care and yes. so many other things and not only youth but also for adult care so mm-hmm. yeah tell us about the mental health facility yeah so we um provide mental health skill building services so we actually go in, out into the community and meet with adults who have um, mental health disorders and we work with them on basic um, life skills so we could teach them how to um, use their finances um, we can teach them you know um, Oh my gosh, just basic life skills. Um, I don't know why my mind is going blank right now, but um, it's basically, you know, helping them with their finances, helping them um, set up jobs, get jobs, um, helping them learn about their disorders and how to cope with them, setting them up with the psychiatrist, all of that good stuff. Um, And then we have the other side of it that we just started last year where we actually have a group home for um, ID clients, so intellectual disability. Um, and we, um, you know, well, they come into our home and um, live there. And then we have uh, 24 hour supervision for them. And we also help them with basic life skills. They have responsibilities, they have, you know, but we, we wanna provide them a good quality of life. So. Um, so yeah, so that's our other part of the mental health agency, and we're looking to expand actually into the adolescent side of it. So, um, it's so funny because my husband and I, we literally, since we've been together, we've always wanted to have like a, um, community center in Petersburg. So, um, I think that God is using this route some type of way. Um, to kind of get us to a place where we'll have, you know, a, a, a building or a place where kids can go, um, because one of the services we're looking at adding will need a, a building and, you know, we'll have different programs for the kids and things of that nature. So, so yeah, we're excited. It's a lot to come for our family services. <laughs> awesome. Awesome work. Much needed work. And um, thank God for you all and your care for the community. Um, 
I don't know if I, I see so many people jumping into the mental health field. I don't know if people have the perception that it's lucrative, but I'm under the impression it's a lot of sacrifice. Uh, time. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people are exhausted physically and mm -hmm. mentally and emotionally because you're constantly mm -hmm. on, on guard. It's, it's not one of those things that's limited to nine to five, but when you're really in it, especially running your own facility, um, that's one of those businesses that it, that your time is not nine to five, but it's when you wake up and when you go yeah. to sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, and so, so yeah, um, it, it is a, a, it's a field that needs more people. But I also mm -hmm. caution people, your, your heart really has to be in it to yes. do that. And I'll be praying for you all um, as you. we all look to expand. <laughs> I, I believe God gives the increase. So I'm excited yeah. about that for you. And yeah. um, we definitely hope that those community centers can be built because that that is an outcry of the community. We need more places for mm -hmm. young people. So, and not just to play basketball, but like you mentioned, basic life skills. Yes, yes. Yeah, because yeah, if they're not learning it at home, we want to be able to give them the skills that they need to just be able to do better, you know, go to college and, you know, buy houses, you know, <laughs> yep. like, you, you can do that too. It doesn't, you know, just because you grew up somewhere doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Wow. You wear many hats. Um, we're almost through. Um, but I could just imagine that the one that is most rewarding is being a, a wife and mother. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us what it's like to be a mother and balancing business with family. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, God gives us strength. I'm just going to say that, you know, I, sometimes I'm like, God, are you sure you wanted us to be entrepreneurs and have three kids, you know, because, <laughs> you know, most of the times you see one or the other, you know, but being able to um, be, I'm going to say being blessed with both of them, God has given us the strength that we need. It is hard, like you were saying, um, especially with the, with having the group home, you know, my husband, he's there all the time, all the time. So pretty much, you know, I'm trying to balance doing showings and being there for my clients, but also, you know, putting food on the table and, you know, getting them in the bed and making sure they have a good quality of life as well. Um, all of our kids. So, you know, it's a balance. I'm going to say this, you have to have a good spouse. They have, you have to be on the same page with your, with your spouse. Like Kennard and I, you know, we really balance each other out. I'm going to say that we really balance each other out. If there's a, a situation where I can't do it, he'll step right in. If he can't do it, I'll step right in. Um, you know, we just balance each other out and we get it done. You know, it doesn't matter who does what, we just get it done. <laughs> That's just the bottom line. So, um, it is rewarding being a mother. It's rewarding being a wife. Um, I'm, I'm still learning a lot, you know, being a wife, I'm still learning a lot being a mother, you know, but I definitely try my best each and every day. And, um, you know, we have these businesses you know, we're trying to be successful. We're trying to build generational wealth for, for our three kids. But at the same time, you know, we try to keep in mind that they 
um, they need our time as well. They need our attention as well. So we are very intentional about that too. So, you know, if that means, you know, not being able to hang out with friends as often, if that means not, you know, being able to do the things that we want to do as often, then, then that's what it is, you know, because we want to be able to give our kids that attention. Uh, we don't want them seeking it from anywhere else. So um, we're intentional about, about those type of things. We're intentional about family time. Amen. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's very rewarding. And, you know, I, I don't know how I get through it. I just know that God gives me strength. I, I really don't know. Our day starts at eight o'clock in the morning and we literally go like all day, you know, Amen. until 10, 11 o'clock at night. So until we rest our heads down, we are constantly going. So, you know, there will be a day where we, you know, we can kind of lay back and relax. But right now, God is, God has us doing this and that's what we're going to do. So, yeah. Amen. Awesome. 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 Um, <clears throat> one other question I wanted to ask you. I, <laughs> I know you and Kennard to be people of faith. And I wanted to ask you, how important is faith in God in business and family? How, how, how necessary is it uh, for you two? Yeah, um, it, it's absolutely necessary. You know, we incorporate him into every single thing that we do. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, and, and we're, I'm speaking for myself too, you know, we forget to incorporate God into to the small stuff, you know? And then later on, I'm like, it, you know, if it didn't come out the way that I wanted it to do, or, you know, it wasn't successful, I'm, you know, I go back and think and I'm like, dang, I ain't even really, you know, ask God about that. I kind of just did it, you know? So um, we try to incorporate God in every aspect of our business, um, whether that means accepting clients, what, it, what clients we're accepting, what um, staff we're hiring, um, where we decided to put the house, you know, all of that, you know, we made sure that we had God in every single de decision. Um, and when he, you know, pretty much gave us the release for whatever, you know, we were asking for, you know, we just had to trust that that was, that was right, you know? So faith is huge. Um, we incorporate all of our staff know that this is a Christian-based agency. You know, we start our meetings with, um, with prayer um, and, and they just know, you know, I mean, we got our house <laughs> um, anointed when we first bought the house before we even had staff, before we had a client, you know, we had my uncle, who's also um, a pastor, came into the house and he anointed the house. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm thinking about getting him to do it again, like every quarter or something, you know, because there's Amen. so much going, you know, in and out the house. But Amen. honestly, it's, you know, faith is huge. And without God, you really, you cannot do anything, you know, Amen. especially a business a business where you're helping other people is not just you involved. It's like a lot of other people involved too. You cannot make those decisions by yourself. And I do not trust myself to make any of those decisions by myself. So faith is huge um, in our businesses. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> without God, 
I hope y'all heard that. Without God, we are nothing. And God yep. orders our steps. God gives us vision, clarity. And as uh, we're circling back, God redirects. Uh, we may have mm -hmm. plans. God has better plans. And so submit to the Lord and yes. watch how God blesses your life. Amen. 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 Mrs. Curtis, Courtney, this has been a joy. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. yeah um did you have anything else you wanted to share with the people before we say goodbye um i don't think so i think i covered everything but i'm excited about you having us back uh canard and i back for the marriage piece because okay yeah we'll, we'll do the help meet piece maybe we'll do that in yes, uh, all yes. Right. we would love to do that <clears throat> all right well thank you courtney and to all the hard-working mothers out there we thank god for you thank you for loving on the family, taking care of business. Thank you for all that you do. This is the Mac Attack Show um, with your guest, our special guest today, Mrs. Courtney Curtis. Come on, give it up for her. Um, Courtney, did you Thank want to you. share any uh, information as far as um, uh, you being a realtor that if a person is looking to buy oh, or sell sure. a home, they can reach out to you? Yeah, so I'm um, at Long and Foster and that's in Colonia Heights. Um, so you can, you know, go there, pick up a card, or you can uh, follow me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Courtney Curtis Finds Homes, or um, you can also find me on Facebook. So I have a Courtney Curtis Realtor page, and then I have a regular, you know, my regular Facebook page as well. Um, and then also my email, if you do want any information about buying or selling, is Courtney Curtis Finds Homes at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you again for listening, everybody. This has been a joy. Um, tune in next month um, where we either talk about being a socialite um, as things are opening back up and do's and don'ts as far as going on vacation, especially in the midst of this pandemic, or we'll talk about help meets and, and what it means to be uh, a couple working together. Um, we'll be in prayer about it's going to be one or the other, whichever one we do. Uh, the, the other one we'll do the following month in July. So stay tuned. Uh, this is the Mac Attack Show, and I'm your host, Reverend J. Mac. God bless. <laughs>